0: Listening to the People First Podcast from West Claremont Schools.
1: Well, welcome back everyone to the People First Podcast. If this is your first episode, we give you a special shout-out for joining us, and we encourage you to check out all of our previous episodes here in the Unmasked series.
2: We are your hosts, Natasha Adams, Superintendent. And Jeffrey Ryle, Coordinator of Strategic Initiatives and Communication.
1: Our goal in this series is to give you a glimpse into the real lives of the women and men that lead our school district, and also to introduce you to our Centers of Excellence. Our Centers of Excellence, quite simply, they just define how we organize our work here at the district office as we live out West Claremont's mission, vision, and core values. The six key areas in our Centers of Excellence are performance, culture, learning, finance, experience, and governance. Today's guest oversees the performance aspect of our
2: work. Up next, we'll hear from Mike Overby, Chief Operating Officer.
1: Title, but for people who are unfamiliar with you, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you, you fit in in the, your role here in the district.
0: Well, this is my, year 26 in education for me, uh, my fourth year here at West Claremont. Uh, prior to that, I was a, obviously a teacher and assistant principal, principal at a couple of different buildings. And then I came back to West Claremont because I was a teacher at Glen Esty Middle from 1998 to 2001. But right now, uh, I oversee and support our operations and technology department and beginning to work with our EMIS, EMIS, as we call it in Education World Department as well. Uh, essentially, that is more around the uh, data that we send to the state. One of the big things about that is the funding that we get comes from a lot of the data that, that is sent from that department. I also support our secondary principals. And a big piece of my job since I've gotten here is partner acquisition, the Mercy Health of the World, the Health Source of Ohio's, the uh, Tata Consultancy Services, and other uh, work that we do in that area. Uh, so excited to continue in that work. Uh, Along with that, being a part of our business advisory uh, council. Uh, And then also this year, we're going to be looking, as I talked before about EMIS, we're going to be looking for new data systems to better support our students and staff, uh, give us more information in a timely way that we can make decisions to help our students find success. And then finally, a lot of that talks about innovation and uh, making sure that we're being a uh, a learning organization along the way.
2: So Mike, a lot of your topics kind of fit under the bucket of information and innovation. Why is that so important in education today? and Why does your department's work matter?
0: Well, I think, uh, like I said, innovation, let's start there, that if you're not innovating, you're falling behind. So as an organization, we have to get into the into the mindset that Every day, we're continuously improving, uh, looking at our, uh, our processes and procedures to make sure that they are efficient, but also, at the same time, what, what support student and staff needs. From an information standpoint, um, in 2020, information is key, but there's so much information. How do we distill that down into making really data-informed decisions when it comes to our students? to make sure that we can bring in pieces like attendance or behavior or academics, and all bring that into one, one screen, for that matter, so that when we are really trying to assess what the needs are of our kids, we have all that data at our fingertips, not just at the administrative level, but at the student level. Uh, I think it's a, a missing piece in the puzzle in many ways, uh, for West Claremont and many other districts is the, having that at our, at our fingertips, kind of like we have in our health world right now with uh, different products that are out there. We need to find that product that fits best for West Claremont, that we can make some predictions, we can make some um, decisions that that help our students. But what's key there, though, in my opinion, is that it's not decisions that are a life sentence. We're constantly looking at data and making decisions every two to three weeks versus every year, uh, so that students who maybe need a little bit extra help in one concept aren't in extra help for all the other concepts that they master. So it's really really a nuanced uh, approach that we have to continue to find that product or find that uh, group of products that are gonna give us that information.
1: So one of the things here in the uh, unmasked series, we asked people to do was to pick a mask and then tell us why you picked that uh, particular mask.
0: Well, um, I have to be honest with you, uh, the mask was clean. Uh, we have a bin in our in our laundry room that we have basically recycle the uh, the the dirty or used mask, and uh, it was at the top of the pile. So that's the truth. Like. There, there's no flowery or Yoda masks or anything like that in my world. So, but it was a black mask that it was clean on that day. So,
2: so if your mask doesn't tell us much about you, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about you. Um, let's start with who's your hero, Mike.
0: Well, uh, that's an interesting question because I, I kind of have two. Uh, Mount Rushmore's of people in my life, both from a personal and uh, professional standpoint. From a personal standpoint, I have to start with my grandmother, who was an immigrant from Italy, came over here, single mom, raised four daughters, uh, owned her own house, which in the 70s, when you're a single woman, is probably not, was not common. Uh, And then my mom and dad. And then, uh, as you talked about before, Natasha, uh, that caring spirit really uh, was ingrained in me in elementary school. At Central Fairmount and Cincinnati Public. So that to me is like a character of all those teachers at at Central Fairmount that took me and my family under their wing and really shaped who I am and what I stand for today. So from my grandmother and my parents and those teachers. And then um, from a professional standpoint, football was a big part of my life and in high school and college and and, and, and honestly, when I started my career, so those football coaches like Coach Louder and Coach Rodenberg and Coach uh, Seriano, Coach Fincham were huge. And then uh, as an administrator, Terry Holden, who's now the superintendent at Yellow Springs. So I really don't have a hero in that sense, but I have these people that from a personal side and then a professional side that have really made a difference for me.
1: One of the more lighthearted questions uh, that we often ask people is uh, if you were going to be singing at karaoke night, which what I know about you just screams karaoke night, what song would you sing? Uh,
0: You know, I've... um a lot of the music that I listen to is not really karaoke type music, but it was on the radio a couple of days ago. So um, wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Uh, trying to bring my daughters into the 80s a little bit. Uh, that's or it might might be early 90s, but uh, a classic song that I think it's a good karaoke song that a lot of folks would would know the words to and be a part of. So.
2: I had my jean jacket on today when I was leaving the house, and my collar happened to be a little bit up, and my daughter's like, Mother, this is not the 80s. You need to take it down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we try. We try to get our families to get along with, the, yeah. you know, the good decade.
1: Yeah. So kind of speaking of that, what
0: makes you laugh the most? Um, from a from a TV show, The Big Bang Theory, I can watch episode after episode in reruns now and, and and watch that. And then I love to get together with my high school or college buddies and tell, you know, they tell stories and that's when I giggle the most is when I'm around those guys and we're just telling funny life stories.
2: So I know you're a voracious reader and we've, uh, we've passed books back and forth for years and um, it always gives us something to stay connected on. What, what are you reading now? Or what's your favorite book? What would you want everyone to know?
0: Um, well, I, I, would talk about more about Seth Godin. He's an author that I receive a, a, a daily, uh, blog post about. He sometimes, I feel like is reading our minds and where we are as professionally. Um, and just gives us that little nudge or, uh, what he talks about a lot is shipping. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to get it out the door and get it, get it into somebody's hands, product, a concept, a thought, and then let it, let it evolve from there. Um, Yes, I love to read. Right now, a lot of mine is through Audible. Just a lot of more of the business self-help, Brene Brown type uh, reading of the world. Uh, Anything that Natasha sends my way, I I try to read. Uh, But on a personal level, I'm still reading Ulysses S. Grant. It's been about two years. I've picked it up again. Um, And him being a local person, local uh, president, it's been really interesting to read his
2: biography. So there was a time in March, Mike, where we were all sitting around my cabinet table, kind of day after day, waiting on the governor and anticipating something big happening in our lives. And that day finally came. The election was canceled, moved, and school was shut down. And so I want you to think about what's happened since that moment. And how's this school district and community become stronger?
0: I think... um We had to rely on other people, Uh, organizations like Cincy Kids for Kids and St. Veronica, uh, interparish Ministries, uh, volunteers from West Claremont, volunteers from the community all came together to feed literally hundreds and hundreds of people almost every other week for for a lot of the uh, since March until August. So um, I think our community gained the sense that we got this in many ways, like let's take care of our own, let's take care of the people that live here, and it's the outpouring of support for our families um, really was special.
2: So Mike, we've been asking the question uh, to our students, to our families, to our community and the leaders, what do you think our graduates need to be successful in learning in life? Could you talk a little bit about Portrait of a Graduate and how that um, interplays with the work that you do in partnership acquisition and, and, and your overall leadership here in the district?
0: Well, the more I reflect on what our graduates need I think, um, you know, the obvious things are the skills and knowledge um, base that they need. They obviously need to know how to use and manipulate technology in a positive way. Uh, They also need to um, have um, some self-care attributes. But what really I've been reflecting on a lot lately is the power of the network and um, how a network can open doors, how a network can give students opportunities to meet different people in order to find their passion, their success. So I think it's really important that we, through our partner acquisition, provide our students that opportunity to network outside of West Claremont School District. To me, that has been one of the most powerful things in my career is that um, the ability to meet people, to connect, to open a door, to just get the opportunity to talk uh, with, with other people. I think we do a really, we, we do a really um, solid job of providing the nuts and bolts of education. I think where our growth really can come in is, especially in what in Claremont County, with all of the businesses of, that exist here, multi-billion dollar businesses, international businesses, local businesses, small businesses, um, give our students that opportunity to go out, and meet these folks, meet these people that could provide them an opportunity of a lifetime and we always come back to um, talk about or I, I think about a lot you never know that one conversation that changes a person's life right but if you don't have ever have that conversation you can't change that person's life so uh, how do we how do we continue to open those doors for our kids outside of our schools so that they are able to meet people that could be that positive another positive influence outside of their family and their friends that could really, provide them a trajectory to find what they're, that they want to do that they want to be successful at and um, really find their passion and, and, and drive.
1: So we've kind of put you on the spot here today. So we want to give you the chance um, to ask us any any questions, uh, either Natasha or myself. <laughs>
0: um, Natasha, where do you see the district in three years?
2: That is a great question because I have to say it's something that um, as a leader, you always try to get out ahead of people and be thinking further, faster, kind of over the horizon, But you don't want to get so far ahead that you look back and you can't see anybody. And so I would say we are positioned in real ways to have a really strong, um, courageous culture. We say that word now, um, but I think we're going to tap into the passions, the strengths of our staff. And we are, just like we did in the spring, we are going to open up new possibilities that our staff um, can access as well as our students that we couldn't even imagine a year ago and that we actually saw play out in the spring. And I think that's only gonna get stronger and better. And so that whole um, accomplishing what we feel like is uh, not accomplishable or the impossible, I think is going to to come to life from a, um, just from a standpoint of culture, people believing in themselves and coming together for a greater cause. I think in the next three years, we're going to have um, really put ourselves on the map as um, people who collaborate and partner. I think um, the work that you're going to lead and how we're going to bring this authentic, relevant, complex work into the classroom through partnerships by, you know, right now we were kind of forced to um, work outside the brick and mortar of our school system. But that's really been always been our vision, that we want the whole community, the whole world to be the classroom. And I think we're going to see that come alive with the kind of partners that we're going to be able to make. And I think our culture, and our partnerships that um, really impact what happens day to day in the classroom are going to be two things that really set us apart from other school systems and make us very attractive, not only for our students, but for for staff.
0: Jeffrey, uh, one of the things that I admire about you is um, I think you have a gift to like stop and smell the roses a bit and appreciate the work. I'm going to be very transparent. That's not a skill that I have. It's like you check, you get it off the list, and you, you move on. And um, But I want to be better at appreciating those things. What's the secret sauce? What makes you have that mindset of appreciating things like you do?
1: One of the things I've tried to do uh, the last few years, and I know it's kind of a catchphrase, um, but to be grateful and to try to practice gratitude. Uh, and so intentionally build in times uh, where I stop and think, you know, what am I grateful for right now? And to be honest, that's has not been a strength of mine for uh, many, many years. And, uh, you know, it's very easy for me to, to dive into being a perfectionist and always having a critical eye and always thinking that, you know, things could be better. And why didn't we do this? Or why didn't I do that? And so I've really been working the last year or so on just really trying to stop, like you said, and look around and say, OK, this, this stuff um, or this year or this stuff or this project, that's good. And it doesn't do me any good to just tear it apart and pick apart things that sometimes you just need to stop and say, yeah, the work that we did was good uh, and we should be proud of it.
0: The People First podcast is brought to you by the West Claremont School District in Cincinnati, Ohio. Natasha Adams is our superintendent and chief executive officer. Dan Romano is our treasurer and chief financial officer. Your hosts for today's podcast were Superintendent Adams and Jeffrey Ryle, our district's coordinator of strategic initiatives and communication. For more information about West Claremont, please visit our website at www.westclare.org or email us at info at Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.